And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. This week, we give you the best of NBA, NBA, and more NBA. It is here. Uh, a little sprinkling of the NFL as there is not as much news and a little bit from the world of college sports, football specifically. But before we get into it, I'll go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex. Mohammed, go ahead and say something for them. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you're a new listener, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe, subscribe. The sports world is on fire right now. It is a lot going on, and there's a lot of interesting news, especially when it comes to the NBA. Uh, but we begin with the Clippers. Let's let's go there uh, with the Clippers and even some off the court type beef between Damian Lillard and the Clippers. But we'll go ahead and warm it up into the actual Clippers woes. So. After the Clippers have gone two and two in their start in the bubble, uh, some games blowing out and some not so far. Uh, should the Clippers be worried about a lack of chemistry after their two and two start in the bubble? Uh, yes, I think when it comes down to closing a game, that's where they probably lack the most. They should definitely worry about that, but they have the talent to overcome those things and beat those lesser teams. So I don't think they have too much to worry about. I think the other LA team has more to worry about. (laughs) I would. Yeah. I'm kind of in the boat with you on that one, but yeah, they should worry about a lack of chemistry, but not too much because for some odd way, they still find a way to win. Even when they don't have as many players playing or they're sitting players, it's like they just fall into wins. Even, for example, the whole thing that started on off-the-court beef uh, with Damian Lillard, Lillard missing two free throws to possibly close out the game or to possibly win the game uh, for the Portland Trail, Trailblazers over the Clippers. They still fell into a win as PG wasn't even playing during that Uh, last part of the uh, game, citing a minutes restriction by Doc Rivers. So I I would say, yes, they have a problem with chemistry because once they reach a team that has real chemistry, uh, for example, maybe the Rockets uh, or I I wouldn't say anybody in the East right now because they wouldn't have to worry about them until they would get to a championship. And that's not too much of a worry if you got there. But I would say, yeah, uh, they do have to worry about the chemistry factor when it comes to a team that is already cohesive. Yeah, I agree. Like I was saying before, it comes down to closing a game. And I don't think they've had Montrez Harrell this whole time. Um, I mean, he's He's been on the team for a long time, but he's I I don't know. I mean, they'll be fine for the most part. But like you said, those teams that have worked together and can score at any point. They could have some trouble. Yeah, Montrez Harrell has been missing for a while, and it's crazy. Like for a slight APB to be out for a person who slightly has a slight spotlight on them for being missing. Like average people know you're not in the bubble. There's not much attention put around where he actually is. I know it started with, of course, his uh his grandmother did die a couple weeks or a week before the bubble situation, which has halted the him going into the bubble. But it has now been a significant amount of time where he hasn't, well, according to media-wise, has not had enough uh, connection with the actual team on when he will actually return or whether he'll even come at all to the bubble. Uh, so they they have to have a big problem with the chemistry thing because that, that really may be the thing that catches them up in, in the end. I think they can talent their way into the second round, but after that uh, first round, they may deal with some real uh, cohesive teams that could cause them real trouble. Yeah, I agree. It all depends on who that second round team is. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree because I'm actually fearing – uh, first and second round right now because of that whole Portland situation as they are slightly looking to be possible front runners for getting that a spot in the West. Now, 
as uh, new evidence has come up or new um, numbers have come up as two teams have been automatically eliminated from the playoff uh, contention. So they had to leave immediately after the game, after uh, being eliminated from possibility of making the playoffs. Now, that being the Pelicans and I can't actually I if I can't think of the second team who got eliminated. Uh, so Probably far. the Wizards. I, it might have been a wizard. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, but uh, don't you can fact check on that. One. I'm not quite sure. But I know the Pelicans were a part of the people uh, of teams who had to exit immediately. So do, do you think that the Pelicans regret holding Zion back in the first game in the bubble, which they never really recovered momentum wise from? No, because it wouldn't have made a difference. Their team is just not good enough to uh, win against these current teams. Um, he just needs more practice. He needs to slim down some, and they need to get him playing more, get get more chemistry with the team, because he spent more te- more games away than he did uh, playing in. So um, he just needs more time on the court. I, I would agree. Okay, I have to say, uh, completely agree right now. Um, as a new, I guess, study, not really a study, but a article has come out recently about how Zion is at, on a race against time, race against his body on what he can accomplish in the amount of time his body, before his body gives out. So do you feel that Zion will have the ability to reach a championship before his body gives out. That really all depends on the parts around him. If the parts around him can elevate and um, carry them throughout the season while him, while he still misses some games, then I could see it happening because it shouldn't take too long. He's very talented. Um, They have Brandon Ingram, He's uh, he, he just became an all star uh, Lonzo Ball. He's OK. I mean, he can do better, but um, maybe they just need one more piece and they might be able to get him a championship before then. But if those pieces around him don't elevate, then he definitely won't make it. OK, so it's not uh, get on his back and take it there. I, I would agree. Um, he can be a very pivotal piece, but I think in the longevity, just from what I'm seeing now. And from what we've seen from injuries and things like that, just the fact that he hobbled around and he had a large amount of time away from the game. He even came back and they're saying, oh, he's uh, new and improved. Look, he's gotten even better. Uh, He's gotten even stronger. He's gotten even more fit. But it looked like he declined uh, from before. And he already didn't play a, a substantial amount of the season already. He has really not participated much in NBA actual games uh, as even in the restart or before the restart. So I say he has one shot. I think he will have a one year lightning in the bottle year out of all other years. He will have some issue, whether it be injury that holds him out for the wrong timing or, Oh, he might be, healthy enough at the right time but his team gets knocked out in the playoffs i think he gets one absolute year where he got lightning in the bottle he feels good he can make it through a season they got the minutes restrictions right team is working good around him i think he gets one shot and i still think he comes up short yeah i would agree it's more likely that he does not make it just plain and simple has to lose weight and uh, get get more in condition because just so much weight pounding on those knees and ankles and joints, he's not going to be able to last like that. I I really don't want to be the pessimistic person, but I think he's going to have a, a career remnant of uh, maybe um, Kevin Garnett. Not Kevin Garnett, sorry. Um, uh, played for the Magic and always got hurt. Uh not Gary Payton. Um, light skin. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, I know who you're talking about, but. 
God, oh my God. But he used to get uh, hurt all the time, had amazing talent, just could never put the full lightning in the bottle, but maybe one or two years. Um, I think I cannot, I know people in the audience are even thinking of who he is, but I can't think of him right, right now. Um, I, and I feel like his first name is Kevin, but I just can't remember. Um, well, Grant Hill? Is Grant that Hill. It? There we go. Sorry, Grant Hill. That Exactly it. There we go. Perfect. It was spent enough time on it, but yeah, Grant Hill, that he will have a career full of potential, but never really any full achievements because as far as I know all of uh, Grant Hill's pretty much legacy is all of a potential even though his potential is past due not to get on him yeah I mean I don't think he did anything significant god dang I didn't want to say it like that <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, to draw it in um, do you and to pull it back towards the whole Clippers and Dane situation as we kind of uh, veer it off. Um, do you think that PG versus Dane where oh, I'll actually give you the layout uh, as the uh, audience might not have been viewing, but Damian Lillard missed two free throws in the ending of the Clippers versus Portland game uh, where he could have went up one and ended up by missing those two free throws, still having his team down one as Patrick Beverly and uh, Paul George is laughing and uh, mocking him for missing those free throws. And it's mostly due to expecting him to hit those, especially after the amount of games and crazy scoring games he's had lately as he followed up this previous game of Portland versus Clippers and missing those free throws with a 51 point game uh, on the following day. Uh, so with this spreading over into the Twitter verse and Dame saying that he sent Paul George home just last year and he sent uh, Patrick Beverly home before as PG's response was, and you will be sent home this year. I'll go ahead and pull in the question. Do you think PG and Damian Lillard? Is a real life or a on the court beef? Um, I think it was just for that moment, really. Um, I, I guess that they just wanted to take advantage of him missing those shots and just started picking at him because they they knew that Damian Lillard is a great free throw shooter and um, he would usually make those, but in this case, he just did not. So they just started picking at him. I don't think there's much of a beef here. I mean, maybe it just started, but <clears throat> just started up. But I'm not really familiar with any beef beforehand. Oh, I, there is definitely beef beforehand. Uh, you know the bye bye. You know the the shot. You know the uh, the meme. You know who he hit that shot in front of. Long distance. Yeah, he but that, but, but, but PG. But that doesn't mean you have to have beef. I mean, he just. Shot a game when it shot in his face. Well, PG confirmed it was beef when he carried it over into a following year and felt the need to, need to have to, uh, what's the word, uh, troll to troll uh, Damian Lillard. He felt he wanted some get back. He felt that he was the butt of the joke uh, when last year, just last year. He, he wanted his opportunity to take a jab. Dame just said, I, I can hit you with a one-two also. So don't ever think that just these free throws uh, was significant to anything I'll do towards you or uh, Patrick Beverly. Like uh, Ch Shannon Sharp was saying, Patrick Beverly is just that dude who's sitting in the backseat trying to holler at the girls outside, but definitely don't have a car and not even sitting in the passenger side. He is not a superstar. He just likes to poke fun at the superstars uh, when he's really not in their league at all. That's why he really wasn't even a somebody to even recognize in the real beef of uh, it was going on on Twitter. He only slightly was throwing a jab at Patrick Beverly. He wasn't worth his time. But I think it's a whole lot more real when it comes to PG and Dame. Not like they want to fight on when when it gets off the court. But I definitely don't think they're doing any workouts together. I definitely don't think they're ever practicing together. And I, I definitely never think they will ever be on a team together. Especially after Dame said that uh, Paul George stay changing teams and running from the grind. Yeah, but 
I don't think I mean I I, I kind of think that Damian Lillard has low key a lot of haters or not not maybe not haters but I guess people who don't really like him in the league and to go back to that Patrick Beverly thing he's not even a guy in the back seat he's the guy you, you know how Daddy had that Ford Explorer he's in the trunk he's all the way in the trunk nobody's even paying attention to him he don't even get a seatbelt. He don't even no, seatbelt. No seatbelt. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree. But uh, whether you see uh, Dame ranking in the current top players in the NBA, and should there be more respect on his name, especially after that 51-point response? I think that Damian Lillard gets the right amount of respect. I mean, he's always the one saying – I don't get enough respect. Um, I need this, this and that, those type of accolades. But I think a lot of people actually do give him respect. It's It's been too long. I mean, it's been too many times where um, either he said he's underrated or somebody else says he's underrated. We all know what he can do. And he's a scoring machine. Um, he's going to show up more times than not. But... Um, I don't think Damian Lillard is underrated at all. Um, he's a great player, but um, it's hard to put him in a place right now. I, yeah, I don't know if he's really say, top 10. Because I was about to say, it's time to sure improve. Go ahead and rank him. That's because that's what a part of the question. Where do you rank well, him I, in his he, top? Well, he's, well, he's not players. top 10. He's not top 10. That's, that's all I'll say. <laughs> so he's top 20 in the league right now? Yeah, he's top 20, but not top 10. Where do you fit him in that top 20? You don't have to give him an exact number, but you put him on the tail end of that top 20 or the, the first five of that top 20, the, the one through 15? i say probably 15. Oh, so dead in the middle. Okay, I, that's not that's not disrespectful because there are other players. There are players that take up those other spots. Like, I can't put you above Kevin Durant even though he's hurt. I can't put you above LeBron just because I can't. I can't put you above AD, even though respectfully, I should entertain that conversation a little bit more. The achievements are right around the same uh, level. Um, James Harden, I can't. I, it's like I think I actually just to answer my side, I do think we need to put a little bit more respect on his name because it's like we undisputedly put certain players above him. It's not really an argument no matter what he does or what he has proven to do. He is one of very few players on a list of 50-point scores. Uh, he has 10-plus 10, 10 in his career and five just this year, the, the season, uh, restart and previous the season before the restart. He has five 50-point games. So technically, yeah, he definitely should be in that top 15, but I think it should be argued a little bit more on where he sits above some of these players we we clearly put him above. Because I even think we clearly put Luka above him when it should be more of a debate. Yeah, I think that can be a debate, but, I mean, there's too many players. I wasn't really prepared for this. Yeah, true, but I, it's just because the whole respect factor. And I do think in the in the circles of basketball and the people who really take it in year by year, they know who Dame is and that he's been underrated, but he's not a, a widely known name in any way at all outside of that network of people who pay attention to basketball. I, I don't think I, so. Do you think you can walk up to a, a, a group of five girls and one girl know who Damian Lillard is? I mean, probably. I mean, he's. Damian Lillard is, is wide known. Widely but, but known. How, how likely do you think that they. And, and I know that's the measure. That really is the measure for popularity in a way, is if a girl knows who they are, if you said it. Because I really don't think. I really, really don't think that if I went to a group of five girls randomly, that one would know. I would be extremely surprised extremely surprised if one of them knew who he actually was. I still think he's widely known. He's not underrated. I think we overestimate our familiarity familiarity with him and him being around versus his name being put out there outside of those main stars. I, I think we're a little, could be a little blinded because we're a little bit closer to the situation. But to move it along uh, towards the 
Philadelphia and the amount of issues that are starting to stack up as Ben Simmons in this past week has left the court and now will be uh, needing surgery on his knee and not great news. Embiid leaves the uh, court just a couple of days ago with an ankle sprain, but walking around with a little bit of joy, uh, still dapping up his um, other players and everything. So it, it's not too much of a worry of Embiid not being there for the playoffs. But will the 76ers remain with their superstars in the 2020-2021 season as it begins? I would say yes. Yeah, they, they're going to stay together for at least the beginning of the season. But like I've pointed to before, uh, one of them has to go, and that one has to be Joel Embiid because he has been the most inconsistent one. Um, he just does not show up whenever you need him there. Um, he's always either sick or hurt or something. Um, this is not a common thing with Ben Simmons. Um, now, he did miss his first year because of an injury, but other than that, the guy has been there. He's shown up. I mean, he's very athletic and fast and one of the best defenders. Um, so he has to be the one to keep. Okay. Uh, I completely disagree on that one. And I, you kind of went into my second question, but it, I guess it was unavoidable to choose who would remain. I definitely think that going into the season, they're not going to be both there. And I also disagree on which charge uh, star they're going to choose. They're going to end up choosing Embiid. I understand uh, ben Simmons moves the ball. He is a great talent. He's kind of like a, a mini LeBron with, without a distance of a shot. It's not like LeBron's distance shot is that great, but it's better than Ben Simmons. But I would say it's going to be Embiid simply off the numbers. Off the numbers, off the court, on the court numbers, when they're on the court together, it's not that great. I think they're maybe between plus two and minus, minus two, somewhere in between there. Not Nothing that's significant to uh, really winning culture but the only big big difference that you can see with these players is when Embiid is on the court and Ben Simmons is not he, they are plus 11 when he is on the court in uh, any other stat where one or both are on the court or neither on the court it is no more than plus plus four uh gonna be in on the court so off numbers and them knowing these numbers and these numbers being out there I think it's gonna be Embiid and i I think it's possible that Ben Simmons never plays again in a 76ers uniform and left his later in his career. Well, that would be the wrong choice because their their relevancy will go right down the drain because I don't what? think that they'll last long with Joel Embiid. I dang, I completely agree, disagree on that, too, because Embiid is the social media uh, king and the, I, I, I'm a put my name out there. I'm going to put us in front row. It's not Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the low-key star out of the two. Well, I mean, as far as winning, because I I don't think Embiid will be around for them to be able to win. Oh, so you're saying he just won't be on the court. He won't be accessible. Yeah, I mean, you have to win to be relevant, not because you're just making up stuff on the internet or whatever or starting beef. I I mean, look at uh, what's his Media wise, but I misunderstood that. Keep going. Yeah, but just look at uh, what's his name from the Suns. Um, I mean, he's one of the better players, but Devin nobody Booker? really cares. Devin yeah. Booker? Yeah, nobody cares because he's not winning. Mm, I think that has changed because actually that's the next subject that's going to come up is uh, Devin Booker because that, that sentiment has slightly changed as Draymond has made recent comments. But I'll answer this. Uh, I think I've kind of already answered that question. I think it's going to be Embiid left and that it's not going to remain as it is. They're, I don't, they might not make it past the first round uh, with this. But uh, to draw in Devin Booker and the whole bubble situation, the Phoenix Suns, the forward of the Phoenix Suns, has been absolutely balling as he uh, even hit a, winning, a game-winning shot against the Clippers in this past week and has led his team to a 5-0 and start within the bubble Yes, the Phoenix Suns have been 5-0 and inside the bubble. So after Draymond's comments on TNT during the Phoenix game, he stated that they need to get Devin Booker out of Phoenix in order for him to have a productive uh, career. So would 
Devin Booker's talent be best in a different city? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's been that way since he came into the league. Uh, he's one of the better scorers. Um, he's he's definitely going to uh, put on a show every time he's on the court. And the Suns just aren't a well-run team. They haven't been since he's gotten there. And they've just gotten on a hot streak since they've been in the bubble. So um, his talents can be best utilized in other places. I, I, I'm on the fence on this one. Uh, I think I'm still mentally biased that Phoenix is not going to go anywhere. There's nothing. It's even living there is going to be held for a superstar, even a young superstar. I, I, I think partially biased. I'm trying to stay away from that bias of thinking of the Phoenix Suns a certain way. Now, when I think objectively and I look at their actual pieces and how many first round picks they're going to have in the next couple of years and how many they previously have and the things they've been building on, I would say he's best in Phoenix. But when it comes to marketability, actually, I know I think he is best in Phoenix. It, it's not it does not always take being in the biggest city to uh, be the biggest name or the biggest star. Uh, just look at Giannis, look at LeBron, look at any player who's been in a small market. Yeah, that's true, but you got to win. You got to stay relevant. And oh, yeah, very they true. Just ha- they, they, they just haven't been that. Very true, and that's why the whole sentiment has been changing with the whole uh, Phoenix Sun and Devin Booker because they have gone 5-0 in the bubble. So, yeah, it comes along with winning, and that's why these even comments are even coming out uh, about. Now, Draymond has been fined by the NBA $50,000 for his comments about Devin Booker and saying that it was uh, – was tampering so do you think it was worth him making those comments to possibly possibly have a shot at getting Devin Booker one day now for me personally no I mean I would not want to give up $50,000 just for some comments about trying to get another um person to join my team but for him for for him I I guess it's worth it but I don't think it's hard to see them finessing their way to getting him so uh i'm gonna say no no it wasn't worth it i can agree and honestly i would think that devin booker wouldn't want to play with draymond i think draymond's way past his uh prime well not way past his prime it was only just about two years ago but draymond's not gonna be not (laughs) you said what (laughs) the prime i mean what what, what are you even talking about I respect that he had a time of slight dominance in his important roles, in his specific roles. So the year he, LeBron, they won the championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Draymond should have, if they would have won that year, Draymond would have won the MVP of the finals that year. So his importance. So that's what I refer to his prime. Prime does not mean you were absolutely amazing compared to everybody else. It was just your prime, not everybody else's prime. That's all. They just to kind of reference uh, prime in that, in that sense. But uh, <laughs> then you threw me off the question. You said what? Prime well, I mean, <laughs> before you move on, he only works if Steph and Clay are on. If, if this, sure. if it's not, if that's not going on, then it's not going to work for him. I agree. That's why I said there's no way. Why in the world would Devin Booker even want to play with Draymond? I wouldn't want to be on the team that has Draymond on it because i feel like that team's not moving forward, which he is young and needs to be moving forward. Uh, so, and I just like the only way I see that working is if Draymond is not with Golden State and that he ends up in Phoenix. That's the only way I see that playing out because Devin Booker is not going to end up uh, with Golden State. So, I say it only makes sense if he puts Devin Booker on his side and then gets him a future job that doesn't push him into sports casting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might have a future there, but ah, eh. <laughs> he can squeeze out two years sitting there as a character guy, you know. So maybe that's what he's working. That 50000 was really worth uh, $2 million in the future. Maybe. Just maybe. I guess. Maybe there's a, a a method to the madness. But to move it along, the NBA finalists for two of the top awards, actually all of the top awards, have came out. 
Two of the highlighted ones are the MVP of the league, which the three top finalists would be Giannis, James Harden, and LeBron, sprinkling in a little bit of uh, Luka Doncic at number five, and I can't quite remember. Oh, sorry, and Chris Paul sitting at number four for in the finalist MVP list, and with the Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gay. Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> Why did I say Rudy Gay? Dang. <laughs> that's, that's been a while. <laughs> but Rudy Gobert, Giannis, uh, and Anthony Davis that's topping the list for Defensive Players of the Year. So out of the five top top, uh, top finalists for MVP, who surprised you more and who deserves it more? Um, I think Chris Paul, that being for him being in consideration, that really surprises me. Um, everybody kind of downplayed him whenever he first got traded to Oklahoma City and he's done well in his role. But I don't think it's been all about just him. They share the ball pretty well. Um, and I think nobody really gets over 15 shots a game. Um, but he, he did play uh, an essential role in them succeeding so far this season. Um, but that's the most surprising. And the one that I think deserves it, it has to be Giannis at this point. Um, he's done well this season. Um, his team was on pace to do, win a whole bunch of games. And um, the team has done well around him. Um, and sorry, LeBron, you just came up short this time. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to go on a different route than you expect. But uh, yeah, I definitely clearly pointed that uh, question towards Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul, yeah, that definitely surprised me, but it shouldn't surprise. I, I I respect their respect for him. It wasn't just respect. It was real grind. He he did what nobody really thought. And even in our minds, I think even in everybody else's mind, it's a, just a placeholder. Uh, and he thought of it as, I'm going to be here and I'm actually going to do the work and I'm actually going to try to be a part lead a team to the playoffs. Like they're in a very great spot in the West and he is the top player on them. So in the sense of the world word MVP, I think he really deserves it much most and not really, not really, really because he didn't have the amount of points. He didn't. I think this is the one time you actually make a trophy for the fourth uh, person to, to win, to be in the race for the MVP. You really this is the one time you actually put that there because it means a lot to the uh, what he did. It, it shows a whole lot more than him sitting number four. That number four in MVP is more powerful than some of his best years. Um, I can agree on that last part, but not them giving a trophy for that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Well, only to because it, he deserves that recognition. Like, he deserves that real recognition for even getting in the race, being put in that position. He wasn't even supposed to be in a whisper of a conversation of the top five of MVPs for like, Even if he wasn't, was on a contending team, I would have never thought he was going to be anywhere, not even in the top 10 of players for MVP of the league. Mm. I mean, his recognition is us talking about this and people putting him in that place. So that's enough. <laughs> Man, you stingy with the awards. But I, I swear, yeah. So when it comes to the uh, Defensive Player of the Year, who deserves it more? Is this a uh, foregone conclusion of Rudy Gobert going three years in a row? Or is it time for another defensive player on the mantle? I think it's time for another player. Um Along with playing well on the court, you have to be looked at in a very good light. And the last time that we saw Rudy Gobert before the restart was not in a good light. <laughs> yeah. So I think that he, I mean, well, he's still in consideration, but I don't think he's really deserved it this year. Um, he's gotten roasted many times. Um, so I, I definitely think it's, Time for somebody else to win it. I agree. I definitely agree. And I'm going to tell you what the way my heart wants this uh, voting to go, but the way my head says it's supposed to go. Um, my heart says I want LeBron to win the MVP and 
Giannis to win the defensive player of the year. That's where my heart sits. Like I want to see, I want to see Giannis get that defensive player of the year. Uh, put that on on his tally of being a great defensive player along with offensive player, and then stretch it out to be an amazing player, uh, something like Wilt uh, in his prime. But the way I think it's going to really go is Giannis is going to get uh, MVP, and Anthony Davis is going to win um, defensive player of the year because. I, there's no scenario do I think that LeBron and AD both win uh, those those trophies as they wanted to do from the beginning of the year. But yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. I, I think that's how it's going to play out. Play out. Yeah, I mean, I can see Anthony Davis winning that defensive play of the year, but I think now I know the the votes come out just on the regular season. And right before the playoffs, but he does he has not done himself well since this this restart. So um I think that kinda counts as a strike against him. Well, Anthony Davis has been great defensively. Well, he ain't that big a girl. I'm talking about LeBron. Oh, LeBron. You're talking about okay, MVP wise. Okay. I was I was thinking on the Anthony Davis because he hasn't been that great either. And I really I don't think anybody is really considering anything LeBron has done since the bubble started into factoring into the MVP race. Now, I think their mind was set up. I'm not not saying that they, I just think that they think and know LeBron to relax when it comes to the end of a season. And it's only about seeding. So it's like, you just obviously not going to use this as a measuring point, because if so, he shouldn't even be in the conversation for MVP if we're going to use that. Um, But I think it is a strike against other players. He's just uh, built up a, a a habit that everybody knows. He relaxes when it's time to relax before the heat turns up. Well, that's what we're hoping. But um, I, I don't think he wins it this year. Or he shouldn't, at least. Sure. Okay. I, I, I would like this him to get this one because I think this is his last opportunity. I think there's way too many great talents up under him that he will not be able to get another one. It just won't happen. Uh, maybe, but we'll see. Yeah, I think you have a little bit more hope than me. But um, the last thing on the uh, NBA is a Magic player. The forward named Jonathan Isaac. Well, jo- Jonathan Isaac's jersey has climbed to the second most sales in NBA after his stand during the anthem about a week ago, saying that you might not like this comment, but, quote, all lives matter. Stating it as uh, Johnson, sorry. Yeah, Johnson Isaac is black. So you know how that has come off to certain players. But what does this tell you about his newfound popularity? It tells you that a lot of the people who are uh, buying his jersey and up in the cells, they think the same thing that he does. They haven't really gotten the message on why black lives do matter. It's not that all lives don't matter. The the reason why we say black lives matter is because black people ha- have been more at risk of getting shot down or pulled over rather than uh, somebody of another race and, and at a higher rate um, compared to what the population of black people are. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree, and I won't like really get get into that. But that's exactly the reason and difference between all lives matter and Black Lives Matter is it's not saying that all lives matter. We're that people in general are pointing towards a deficiency and paying attention that Black lives do matter when put in compromised positions or just willingly throwing their their lives aside and not paying attention to it if something goes wrong. Uh, but as I said, I wasn't going to get into it, but I did. Uh, but this kind of has to do with uh, Isaac being ordained as a minister maybe weeks before and his connections within a certain group of people, uh, a, a ministry or, or things of that sort. So what it tells me about his newfound popularity, it has to do absolutely nothing with his play. Because I had no idea what his name was. And I'm sure, I am absolutely sure, the people who are buying these jerseys did not have any idea what his name was before then. But it does tell me that there is 
a whole section, a large section of people. Either people aren't buying jerseys, or the only people who buy jerseys are the people who are against what's going on in the NBA and the movement that's going on. Yeah, a lot of those people think the same way that he's thinking, that um, all lives matter and we don't need to advertise that black lives matter. It's just ridiculous, really. Actually, it feels like it's just people putting their foot in the mud, like they're making a statement by buying it. Like they're, And it's not that he's particularly on a racist or any particular side. It's the, the stance that they don't want to be for what other people are for right now, which is considering out someone else's life outside of theirs and the, the fact that it's unfair in the treatment of the value of their life. Yeah, um, I had no idea who that guy was. And really, I can't even remember his name, but <laughs> he's it's Jonathan Isaac. And okay. he, he's a blip he's in, not... in history. Like he was he's I would love to say he's a non-factor, but I, I'll at least bring him up for now because he's he doesn't he doesn't get it just yet. He's he's young. I, I think he really just doesn't get it. And that's not no real excuse. Uh, but he'll he'll eventually get it once he's hated on or discriminated against as he probably has but uh maybe man uh, like he 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 really doesn't get it because i would say roughly this is being biased right now because i don't know have any real numbers but i would say around 50 percent of those people who bought that jersey to be spiteful don't care about his actual life yeah i would agree i mean it's like he was saying they're just trying to put their foot in the mud and take a stance yeah, and the only reason why they wouldn't even buy it is for that reason. I don't even think this guy ever plays. It's it's ridiculous for such a stance to be made in defiance for no reason. It's it's nobody objecting against you. You're just being very against progression. But uh, we'll move off of such a social issue, and as this world has been. Uh, wow, it went a 2020. And just to get kind of give you an outside world of sports, this which is going on, there's earthquakes going on in South and North Carolina where there's no fault lines. There's uh, thunderstorms, large thunderstorms all across the nation constantly. You have a giant pandemic along with um, the highest rate for uh, jobs, um, no jobs since the Great Depression, along with, you know, the whole situation going on with a president who seems to be extremely inept and will not refuse to be out of office. Not to get too political, but I like to frame what 2020 has been so far. Uh, But I don't know whether you wanted to comment on that, but I was going to move along. No, no, you can move along. Okay. All right. So (laughs) kind of still staying on the social issue as the only news I have coming from the NFL is an arrest. And like normal, my first thought was, dang, uh, players can't stop getting in trouble. As I think everybody's kind of thinking is when any player gets arrested, especially of that are black. (laughs) So but with new news coming out about Ed Oliver's arrest, which is a defensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills in the NFL, uh, recent news has come out about his DUI arrest. Now, last week, Ed Oliver was arrested on for DUI, but the new news is he blew a 0.0 on the breathalyzer test. Yes, a 0.0 on the breathalyzer test, but got arrested for a DUI. So, do you feel the NFL will back him in his acquittal or suspend him? Um. I think that the NFL has to back him or at least the players association. They they have to fight this because this is just an injustice that is basically what we have been fighting for for a long time. Um, there's proof that he was not driving while intoxicated and for him to be for his name to be slandered and thrown across the media like he was really guilty um that's just wrong and the nfl needs to back this or back him up so they can get in front of this and uh, be looked at in a positive light 
Agreed. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't get, get how you get arrested for a DUI when you weren't drinking. It is absolutely, like, there was, he, I think he could have drunk glycerine and would have blown a higher amount on that uh, breathalyzer. This, that's crazy. How do you get arrested for a DUI when you had zero liquor? Like, you know there's a legal limit, right? There's an actual legal limit where you can blow a certain amount and still be able to drive. And this man is hitting at zero. Zero. Absolute. There is no alcohol at all. But he's getting arrested for a DUI, not resisting arrest, not not. I, I, I just don't get it. So I do think the NFL will need to back his acquittal just to show that they are backing their players and support. And they, they really need to put this out there, like put it on the forefront and show that they're actually for some type of uh, non-injustice. But I do think this hurts him in the long run, whether it be through jobs or simple image, as many people aren't going to see the results of what happened versus the their first uh, comment about him being arrested for a DUI. Yeah, I agree. The person who really gets in trouble as soon as they are supposed to be acquitted Really, nobody pays attention. They just pay attention to all of the bad headlines without looking further into the story to see what actually happened or looking for that end result. Agreed, because imagine endorsements. Imagine anything like let's say court cases or I don't know what's going on with this man's life. Let's say it's uh, he's in a child, a child dispute where he's got custody or anything like that. That can hurt every one of those things, even in the 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 amount of time that it decides that he did nothing wrong at all. So it's it's a a clear injustice. And that's one reason why I needed to spotlight this in this uh, in our show. Yeah, clear injustice. And it needs to be pointed out. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And we go to the last subject, which is the college football league uh in a way here as the season is supposed to start in within weeks uh but of course there's many problems that has come along with that as the ncaa has went from releasing schedules for each team and colleges to saying different divisions will cancel complete seasons um now there's a whole bunch of Jumbling going on with very little time to go and many players and things to be decided. Um, Scholarships, eligibilities, um, it's a large amount of things. So what should the College Football League or the NCAA for the actual football part of their the NCAA do in response to these new challenges? I say they just go ahead and postpone the season. I think it's the right thing to do. I was reading up on um, what's the hesitation, and they've seen that the athletes who have, well, some of the athletes who have gotten the virus and recovered, they have had some uh, complications after the fact, mostly dealing with their heart. The muscle in their heart starts to get inflamed, and they're having uh, complications with their heart. Um, now it's only a small percentage of those athletes who are getting it, but they don't really know if that's going to be a widespread thing or not. So, um, that's the biggest drawback to this. Yeah. But with that, who cares whether it's a small amount, any wait, amount wait, is too much. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. You, you miss up. Yeah. You jumped <laughs> quick. Any amount is too much because it is all about the safety of the players. They say these players aren't professionals. They shouldn't be paid uh, that you shouldn't. Uh, there's a large amount of things that's going to come along with this and it will not look the same once all of this shakes out. Um, so that's why I say, uh, why is there any risk out there? Because if you have even 5% of those players, which is very likely, that's that's actually, I think, a low number for the amount of players that are out there nationwide. Uh, if there's a 5% of them that could have that happen to them due to catching COVID, there is no way they should risk this, especially with their whole title of them not being professional and not getting paid for the damage that they will be putting towards their body. And I already were doing, but now with the pandemic uh, affecting their heart. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, there's no way that they should force them to play the season. And they just, I mean, they, they are going to have a few meetings coming up. So um, I say they go ahead and get ahead of this and go ahead and cancel. Well, I, I don't know how they do it, but this is going to, oh, God, it's going to be a, a train wreck in the next couple of weeks. And it's it's all within this month. It's not going to take long for all of this to absolutely hit chaos. So how do you think this will be fair to the collegiate students citing years of eligibility, rep- representation on whether they should play or not play, along with funding all around? Well, I think you're going to get a lot of different sides to this. Um, there's going to be athletes who don't want to play, who don't want to risk it. We've already seen a couple of them um, go ahead and forego the season and focus on getting drafted. And then you have some other players look at it as, you know, this is going to be my last year in college and I don't want to miss this um, because I could potentially get drafted into the NFL. Um, so there's just really different sides of it. Um I say that you have to err on the side of caution. True, but to answer, uh, got to represent the question again. How is it going to be fair to the to the students? Um, I mean, you just give them another year of eligibility. <laughs> There's not much else you can do. Well, yeah, that's the way, one reason why I propose this because I think it's a whole lot more complicated than previously thought. Like, there's a there's going to be a log jam, a log jam for a lot of different things. Eligibility being a clear situation. Like you said, give them another year of eligibility. So what about the senior quarterbacks who wanted to go to the league? What about these uh, players who were supposed to step up into the starting spot? And uh, what about the players who feel they only have a certain amount of time before? Like, or Do you count this year as a year um, played? so that they can go to the NFL as the rule is you have to play in the, in the college for three years. It, it like, it's a, a large amount of uh, problems along with this because you have to give away and not give away eligibility. So you have to say, Oh yeah, you, you didn't play this year, but you played it out. So you can go ahead and go to the league because you're, you're a year ahead. You should be allowed to. And then you're saying, Hey, I got a year older, but I never got to play. So can I have another year? But what about these players behind me funding? All of these universities are really based on these large sports uh, seedings. The, the just having the games in general uh, provides large amounts of funds, especially for these small, small colleges. So, and, and then, uh, sorry, just to kind of put the last thing in rep- representation, even if they were to go about this season, how is it fair if a player does not want to play to risk their own life? How, uh, let's say now you're, you're allowed to play, and now it's like, hey, I have to give up my whole eligibility and my whole whole everything I want uh, being back in college for another year because I don't want to risk my life right now. So that's why I say it's, it's that log jam is really going to hurt the NCAA very, very soon. Yeah, it could hurt them, but you don't have to play all three years to go to the NFL. You just have to have three years past uh, high school. Past high school, okay. I, I, yeah. did, I knew that rule wasn't uh, full. I wasn't fully explaining the right, but yes, okay. So that, that, okay, you can go, but once again, are you giving me more eligibility? Or now, what about the players who are coming out of high school in the following year? Now, I mean, you, you you can get more eligibility because you can play a max of four games and still redshirt that season. True, very true. So, but I, I do think this is going to be extreme log jam and even representation, there's never been a correlation, uh, a group for a union-like group for players of the NCAA because their status of being a collegiate player is so temporary, even from year to year or injury to the next year. Because if you get injured, you could possibly not be a collegiate, play, collegiate player, but now you're partaking in a group that is for the collegiate players. Once they pass on, they don't never really reach back to take a position over all colleges. Um, so I think even res, rep, res, representation for the basic player will be different once this pandemic is over and players will be required to get paid because the whole mess between, let's say, all colleging 
and classes will be online, and now you have these players on campus, now you're putting them at a health risk, and why are they not getting paid? Yeah, I mean, everything is going to change. <laughs> yeah, completely right. And this is the last question here. So if the season starts, could you see colleges hiding COVID cases to play? Oh, yeah, easy, easy. I think every sports league is going to hide their positive cases. And it's really going to be up to the athlete to say that they don't want to play to uh, for this to come out. Oh, I definitely think it's actually already started. I, I think it was Colorado. It's a, a, a school in Colorado. I don't think I'm not sure whether it's actual Colorado University, but they're already uh, reached into and have started up investigations for rampant racism and them uh, hiding COVID cases and telling the players to hide their positive COVID cases. So I, I don't think this is nowhere near like it's going to be rampant. It's going to be extremely bad because Overall, these these coaches say they care about these players, but they really just want them for the next use for them. Yeah, they want to just use them to get a higher uh, salary and to keep their job, really. <laughs> yeah, you're a filler spot. And as soon as the season's over, uh, I know some players have already felt it before. It's not as much importance in their happiness or their success once they are no longer a use. You're no now. You're just a problem. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Yep. So uh, we'll end it there, as there will be more exciting news coming out. And this has been so you think you know sports. Uh, this is the last part. Like always, it is three questions. Muhammad comes up with with the uh, scenarios, the questions, and I try to answer them. They're all multiple choice. Go ahead and try to guess along with me. Go with the first question, Muhammad. Which of the following high-profile celebrities doesn't currently own a part of a pro sports team? A, Jay-Z, B, Justin Timberlake, or C, Usher? Mm. Like, I know for sure that Jay-Z is a part of uh, one of them. So I, it's really just a toss-up between Usher and Justin Timberlake to me. Uh, so, but go ahead and repeat the question and answer one more time for me. I like the question. Which of the following high-profile celebrities doesn't currently own a part of a pro sports team? A, Jay-Z, B, Justin Timberlake, or C, Usher? I'm really close on this because I, I know Jay-Z. Jay-Z is a part of the Nets. That's just, we already know this. Um, or well, maybe not everybody, but I already know that's definitely not going to be Jay-Z. Um, I really think it's Usher because I think Justin Timberlake is either a part of the Miami football Dolphins or some team in Miami. I'm not exactly sure, but I, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, with Usher not being a part of one. That's wrong. Oh. I mean, it was, a, it was a trick question. It's actually Jay-Z. He sold his stake in the Nets. Um, wow. So okay. Justin Timberlake is with the Memphis Grizzlies. And Usher is with the Cavaliers. Did not know that. Did, that was definitely a trick question. That was informative. Go ahead with the next question. What is the name of the owner of the New England Patriots? A, Robert Kraft. B, Jeffrey Lurie. Or C, Nikki, no, Mickey Arison. Oh, well, this is extremely easy for me. And you said the Patriots? Yes. Oh, yeah, this was easy. I, I recognize the name more than uh, you saying it with the Patriots. <laughs> but go ahead one more time with the question and answer. What is the name of the owner of the New England Patriots? A, Robert Kraft, B, Jeffrey Lurie, or C, Mickey Arison? I'll make this quick. It, it is Robert Kraft, the, your boy Kraft. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. It's easy. It's <laughs> just easy. It's Robert Kraft. He'd be out here doing the most uh, sometimes, but I ain't going to get into that. Go ahead with the next question. <laughs> How many players start on each side in the NHL, which is hockey? A, I, know, I do know that. <laughs> nine, B, six, or C, eight? Oh, on each side? Oh, God. Dang it. Oh, my God. That's something that's basic, too. I should know this. One, two, three. Uh, repeat the question and answer one more time for me. 
How many players start on each side in the NHL? A, 9, B, 6, or C, 8? God, I really don't know this. I really don't think it's 6. You said 8 and 9 was the other two answers? Yep. I really feel like it's an odd number, but uh, God... I don't feel like it's, yeah, we'll, we'll go with eight. Uh, go with eight, because I feel like nine is too many. That's wrong. It's six. Oh, yeah, it's still too many. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it, really. There's yeah. really no other True, I, I just didn't know. <laughs> I, I just, I just felt nine was way too many people. That's eighteen people on the uh, on the ice at one time. I should have just picked a lower number. But eh, one for two. Uh, hopefully, I do better next time. But this has been so you think you know sports. See you next week.